Hello and welcome back to episode 23 of the Donkey's Garage. We are deep in the season and uh, last weekend, so that was yesterday, we had the American um, track, the Cota, Circuit of the Americas, uh, located in Austin, um, which has now been on the calendar for some years. I, it's not a track that I am particularly fan of, uh, very difficult very technical though um, the surface looks horrible to drive in if any of you follow MotoGP the bikes uh, you know that all the drivers complain it's almost uh, dangerous to the point that it's undrivable for, for uh, MotoGP riders uh, for cars apparently it's not any better uh, very bumpy uh, the surface is really abrasive, so high degradation. Uh, the first section is a bit like Suzuka style with these um, six, seven corners that follow one another, very high-speed corners. Um, you need a very specific setup to, to handle those corners, and then you still need quite a, a low-drag um, setup in order to maximize your speed on the, on, on the two big straights, mainly the back one, which is where you want to to gain your momentum to overtake uh, it's one of the biggest places to to overtake um, so with that said uh, there is not much more history uh, to mention it was the last place where Kimi Raikkonen won in 2018 I, if I'm not mistaken um, it's been home to some uh, rather average races not much happening usually um, it's been home to Mercedes domination. Uh, I think Vettel won back in the days in Red Bull times, but other than that, it's, it's not very a fabulous track. It's not either a, a historic track. So one of these new ones that is a bit in between. It's not bad, but it's not good either. Um, I think, in my opinion, it lacks a bit of, of uh, richness somehow. Um, and the surfacing, I think, really ruins the... Um, the track in that uh, the cars are oscillating a lot and they're bumpy uh, uh, there's something that I don't really um, just uh, enjoy about it but regardless of that let's go into the weekend um, I was uh, there's so much to talk about the race that I'm this time for real I'm not going to mention much about qualifying uh, I'm just going to say the top four, which uh, is kind of the preview towards knowing what happened on the race. So Carlos qualified P1. He did an amazing job. Um, he had qualified Leclerc, who had a 10-second penalty, which uh, uh, qualified P2, but then dropped to P12. Uh, Verstappen qualified P3. Um, he didn't really manage to put a, a perfect lap on his second stint on Q3. So he had to stay P3 and Hamilton P4, uh, which was very decent performance by the Mercedes, just perhaps uh, slightly behind um, in terms of uh, pure pace. But looking sharp, uh, I think they, they brought some updates which have worked rather well. Uh, they did quite a lot of testing um, with those updates uh, with the grills on the side of the cars to measure uh, the arrow. So that was was the set and so on when when it came to sunday uh carlos was starting on the uh left hand side of the track um and then next to him was verstappen 
uh, and then Hamilton P3. And so as 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 they came um, on on that uh, on on the Sunday, uh, Sainz had one mission, which was to hold to P1, uh, which looked difficult, um, knowing how fast the Red Bull is. Um, also, the track favors um, the Red Bull because of the high degradation, so the Red Bull is a bit less aggressive than the tires. Um, and the pure pace, I mean, there's no other argument other than that. So, uh, Sainz had one mission, he was alone, he had no one else uh, to help him, so Leclerc was on the back P12. And so, what to say? Um, so, off the line, he had a poor start. Uh, he just kind of uh, lost the momentum at the start. Uh, Verstappen had a, just a sublime, a perfect, spotless uh, start. Uh, he gained the momentum and on the hill towards P, uh, towards the first corner, he was far ahead. Uh, he took the inside and, Leclerc and Sainz decided to go towards the right-hand side to try to take the outside so as to prepare for, P, uh, for turn two, uh, which is the smart move to, uh, to do. I would have done the same. Um, knowing that you've already lost that, um, that's, that corner, you want to place yourself as... as best as possible for the next one and so that's what he did but as he was turning in and, and getting that very late apex in order to have the nicest line uh, racing line towards uh, the second corner and then the third which then follows and it's a very important um, uh, set of, of corners that follow one another Russell was there so if we rewind just a tiny bit um, as they are coming up the hill, uh, Russell and Hamilton are uh, next to each other. Hamilton is on, is on the right-hand side, on the on the outside of the, of the of the first corner, and Russell is on the inside. They go up the hill. Um, Russell is following closely um, signs, which then goes up, as as I said on the right-hand side. So he has a clear uh, space ahead of him. Um, and then it's uh, Hamilton that is pressing Russell towards the left-hand side. He's trying to place his car rather in the middle of the track to to stop um, both being overtaken and trying to get the, the best momentum out of the first corner. And as that happened, Sainz did a really sharp turn and Russell didn't see it, see it coming. Um, I think he was, he was a bit... Um, he lacked a bit of uh, reactiveness in that sense. And suddenly he found himself that he was bumping into the Ferrari. Um, he touched the, the rear of the Ferrari as it was turning and sending into a wheel spin. Um, and that meant that um, Sainz was already facing the wrong way around on the first corner. Uh, the consequence was that he had a puncture, a slow puncture, rather on the on the on the back of the car, and there must be something on the suspension or the gearbox because he had to retire uh, on the first lap. So that was a ruined race. Um, my opinion on 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 the incident, uh, he was uh, Russell was giving a five second penalty for the incident. I think that would have warranted something a bit more, a heavier penalty, a bit more. Than five seconds uh, because he ruined the race of Carlos Sainz. But it's not the fact 
that he ruined the race because you could say, well, it's a racing incident, uh, which happens, and we've seen in the past uh, the start of races, things can happen. But it is how he reacted. Um, he was out going up the hill, and he didn't even try locking those tires. He kind of just went ahead um, mindlessly. Um, I don't know. Um, oh, that, that was a bit disappointing for me. Five-second penalty. I think that would be at least a drive-through penalty. That was, was something, a penalty that we saw far more often in the past under Charlie White, Whiting. Uh, nowadays, uh, I'll come back later to the International uh, Sporting Federation, uh, the FIA. I think they are making a huge mistake. They are making uh, full of themselves in how they attribute penalties. Uh, but I think one, this is one of them that... Um, but five-second penalty doesn't really seem to to say anything. I mean, it's it's neither sufficiently uh, severe in in order to to teach a lesson to drivers and to tell them, you know, you have to be a bit more more aware of your surroundings. But neither is it one that that puts the driver that has suffered the damage in a situation, in the situation who would have been had it not happened. Uh, had the incident not happened. Um, so I think it serves neither one purpose or the other, uh, which is quite disappointing. And in overall, I think that's what we should be aiming at, um, adopting measures that are a bit dissuasive, that, that, that show I, is, that, that, that there is a sanction behind. Um, and so and so we are off the, off the first uh, corner. And then Verstappen just takes the lead, he flies off to Narnia. Um, and well, the question is, what is left to happen? Uh, from that moment onwards, Lewis is kind of blessed with P2. Uh, he finds himself in the, in the ideal spot where he's managed to avoid any contact, any, any, any situation that would have um, provoked an, an incident damage on the car or lose a position uh, as simple as that and so his P2 he knows that in the long run he doesn't have the car to fight Verstappen but as long as he holds that P2 steadily he can always play with the with the strategy and hope for the best um, the big winner on, on the first corner was Lance Stroll who found himself in P3 again another one who avoided all collisions, damage, just P3. Uh, he flew off um, a bit behind Hamilton, but again, that car, uh, I think, is just slightly behind. And so for, for the first uh, 16 laps, you had a, a grid that was quite original. You had a Red Bull, that that's no big news. But then you had the Mercedes, which was doing rather decent, and then you had a Aston Martin, which was doing a fabulous job. Uh, on the back, Leclerc was struggling to come through the field. He was coming P12. Um, around the first 10 laps, uh, he, was, he was a bit stuck behind Vettel uh, for that P, uh, P8, P9. Um, and then eventually he managed to slowly to, to, to come closer. The first safety car was uh, the one by Bottas course by Bottas he lost it on the second corner to last um, he went on on the on the gravel uh, and then he docked the car he couldn't get it out um, he lost I think he lost the rear probably due to to height and the degradation 
on the track. Uh, quite uh, sad to see that because he was doing a very good job uh, during that weekend. Very, very solid with the Alfa Romeo who seemed to be um, picking up the pace. Uh, so, yeah, uh, quite sad for Bottas. But, uh, of course, um, the weekend is not on. It's Saturday. You have to deliver it on Sunday. And then and that is when the points are, are, are given. And so the, the two Alpines, what about them? They, Ocon was uh, in Narnia, another one that was lost in the middle of nowhere, lost in translation like the movie. Um, what is there to say? He's not... I mean, he might say whatever he want. He might compare to himself to Alonso, but he's nowhere near Alonso. Um, he's got the speed sometimes, yes, but he hasn't got the magic that Alonso has to put a Alpine regularly and consistently on, on, on the top um, charts of the grid. Uh, he had few updates, but I, I think it was the floor, the underfloor. He had an update on that, but uh, that Alonso didn't have, but it didn't seem to deliver much, to, to do much uh, favor to him. Um, and Alonso, meanwhile, was happily P6, uh, which speaks very highly of Alonso. He was coming um, from P, P, P11. Uh, no, he's qualified P9, P, P14, sorry, P14, um, which he did his job. Um, he started on a heart and he outplayed everyone with his strategy. So slow... Uh, start off the line and then as people were uh, swapping to hearts uh, for the first stint he was going long i think he was trying to go for one uh, pit stop strategy uh, which was the same as leclerc was trying to do make those uh, soft or uh, sorry medium in the case of leclerc and of hearts for alonso last as long as possible try to reach uh, about lap 27 30 and then uh, change for the other compound um, which would have worked, but there was a second safety car which was caused by an incident between Stroll and Alonso, which is what I want to dedicate just a tiny bit more of time. Um, so Alonso was going to overtake Stroll on the back straight, and uh, he did the maneuver um, by the book. Uh, he came behind, took the slipstream, and then moved to the left. I will grant those who might oppose Alonso that he was particularly close uh, when he moved to the left in order to overtake. Um, maybe he was too close, but of course the slipstream works the best uh, when you're closer to the car ahead of you, uh, that precedes you. So when he moved to the left in order to overtake, Stroll for some reason tried himself to cover the maneuver by moving uh, left himself. And that uh, caused the accident. Now, the only reason that comes to mind in order to defend Stroll, in order not to call him just a simple donkey, is that there was a sudden wind that pushed the car leftwards and, and, then, and then, then would have uh, caused the incident. Otherwise, I, in my mind, there is no reason why you would move your car left as you have a car that is right behind you, parallel to you, when you're about to be overtaken. Uh, defense maneuvering is very, as is a common thing, but it's a very dangerous thing to do if you don't calculate the the, the situation. You, you don't work out what 
where is the other driver and what you can do. This is like moving under braking, which is a very common thing by certain drivers. And I will not name Magnussen, I will not name Stroll, uh, I will not name Ocken. They really like to move under braking. I will not name um, uh, Hamilton. They like to do it. Hamilton, I know that he only does it in a few occasions, especially when Verstappen is behind him. Uh, but whatever the case is, you do not take um, evasive actions of that sort because you will cause an accident. And when you're doing about 300k an hour, the accidents tend to have a major repercussion. And as we saw, um, Alonso then bumped in on the rear uh, tire of uh, Stroll, uh, lost uh, the wing. Uh, somehow the car picked up and the nose went right up in the air. He was driving a car with only two wheels, which is seldom sin. And then as he was landing back on the, on the, on the floor, he hit the barriers on the left-hand side. And by some mir miracle that is beyond my understanding, he didn't blow up the car. He didn't break it. No, the suspension didn't break. The gearbox didn't break, which is surprising. Uh, he lost a mirror and, um, he was able to continue with a puncture of severe uh, damaged car and he was able to reach the um, the pit stop in order to put new tires at front wing and um, as the miracle has it, continue the race. He rejoined the safety car pack in P17, so dead last. And meanwhile, uh, if we rewind, Stroll suffered uh, losing the rear tire, left uh, rear tire then spun against uh, towards the right hand side and found himself in a very odd situation where he could have been hit by the coming cars, namely four of them were coming, especially um, Gasly, was, which was coming quite close, closely to, to both of them. Uh, it would have been a very nasty accident. I was very scared because he didn't move at first and I thought uh, by the looks of it, it was rather a spectacular accident. He could have lost his life. Um, may that be a lesson to Stroll not to do donkey movements when you are about to be overtaken. You always have to defend within um, a set of boundaries. We always keep in your mind that um, the, the context where you're in, you're doing 300k an hour, you do not put all the drivers at risk and yourself almost. And necessarily, you do not take evasive actions of that sort. Um, so that was the second safety car and on that I will bring up the comment about the FIA. Um, I, I have to say that I've reached a point where the FIA disgusts me, disgusts me. Um, it's absolutely abhorrent the, the situation which, have, which we have reached. Um, they are, I think, a mockery. They make full of themselves every single weekend one after another. They are inconsistent. They, I don't even know what, what they are anymore. They put drivers at risk. They put everyone at risk. Um, they, they, they ridicule the sport. They make calls that, that warrant, that begs the question, what on earth are they looking for? When the accident between Stroll and, and, uh, and Alonso happened, that was for me a, a clear red flag. There was debris all over the track. There was one car that was stationary in the middle of the track, which was um, Stroll. 
there was there were two cranes on track um, and then if we rewind earlier to the uh, on, on, on the on the on the race at uh, when when Bottas crashed his car was docked although he was a bit further off in the, from the from the from the track it was still a very dangerous place because if you lose it just like he did you would go straight on the uh, against the car um, but maybe that is a safety car i'll grant you that maybe safety car but stroll's accident that is a clear red flag i don't understand that they will grant only a five second penalty uh, for Russell's accident, they will keep a safety car um, for Fernando Alonso's accident, and they will then go into a quarrel with uh, AlphaTauri on the fact that Gasly didn't keep a the minimum distance of ten cars between uh, himself and the car that preceded him during the safety car, and then they added another a supplementary. Uh, uh, sanction because he didn't serve the penalty properly um, what are they trying to do I mean I don't know um, what they do um, later on during the race Hamilton when he was he was being overtaken by Verstappen was caught was playing stewards telling oh he went off the road there he went off track there Please turn nine, turn six, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we, we know from last year that Hamilton is very smart in playing the stewards and apparently he hasn't lost the ability. As soon as he's been in a position to uh, be himself again, he's gone straight back to his bad habits of uh, playing the radio to his advantage, started playing um, the steward. Um, he lost the position fair and square Verstappen didn't go off track, and then he he bullied the FIA into looking at at, at these track limits, uh, which right immediately after immediately after they they had the five uh, three strikes uh, warning to Red Bull, and then ironically and subsequently he got himself told off for uh, going off track, um, which apparently is a vice that happens to all of us, um, which. I mean, I'm very happy that he didn't win the race. I'm very happy that he got told off for doing exactly what he's reporting other drivers to do. Um, yeah, he knows how to. He knows that you have to win. You have to win the race, no matter what what it takes on driving, and if it takes to 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 rate to to, to winning winning in over the radio, you'll win it over the radio. Um, oh, I can't stand him. And so I'm. I was very happy for Verstappen to to dust uh, um, Lewis to leave him behind, crying with his petty Mercedes. Um, and then I must uh, take my hat off uh, for Vettel, who did an amazing race all through. Uh, well, an amazing race. Um, not so much qualifying, but an amazing race. A uh, very good strategy by the team, and unfortunately, it was all ruined by a very bad pit stop, uh, which, uh, well, then then ruined the, the whole race. He then uh, exited uh, the pits P sixteen, and so uh, all he could do was to I think come back to P twelve P P eleven. Uh, he got the driver of the day. Uh, I would have given driver of the day to for to Alonso for um, doing the race he did. He 
had a very good start of the race. He had a massive accident, uh, wet pa went up in the air, and he kept his calmness. Uh, he managed to uh, keep his coolness and continue the race after this uh, the the release of the cars and um, next to the after the safety car and from p17 he went back to p7 which is amazing uh hats off to him then unfortunately the fia considered that losing the mirror was a dangerous car illegal car for that matter and he got a 30 second penalty which uh put i think puts him to p16 uh, again what is that about the the fia i, I they lose their time with petty little things and the big things that happen on track they are too busy not considering them um i mean what is there to say i uh, bring back charlie whiting bring it back but given that he's no longer alive among us bring back uh, michael macy which was a far more competent um, racing director um, I think these two guys that, that are now, uh, though they, they, they ended the uh, rotating system, they are still ages, miles away from, from being competent at their jobs. Um, I think they all have a background as drivers, but I wonder if they have a background in common sense, which I believe they don't. And so with that said, um, lastly, Norris did an amazing job. He was completely lost with McLaren all through the race and then on the last 10 laps he managed to uh, well, fly past everyone uh, and finishing pieces which speaks very highly especially if you consider that his teammate Ricciardo finished uh, dead last p17 and i think he didn't um leave the piece um, well uh, leave p17 at any point other than when chaos reigned upon the track um yeah, with that said, uh, the Donkeys Award for me goes uh, clearly, clearly to um, to Stroll. I think causing an accident is a very, very uh, good reason for granting him that. And should it not be uh, Stroll, I would grant it to Russell for being a donkey, causing an accident and ruining Carlos Sainz's race. Yes, I am in favour of Carlos Sainz. Yes, he was starting with Ferrari. Yes, I wanted him to win. But come on, you don't ruin a race like that. Uh, another contender was Latifi, who lost the car. And as the 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 guy on, on TV said, I'm not surprised. And uh, Bottas also could be a contender uh, for, for, for ruining a what could have been a very good weekend. But uh, overall, I believe um, Stroll uh, deserves it best. Huge congratulations to Red Bull. Uh, they won the Constructors' Championship, which makes me really happy because that puts an end to the reign of the, of the Mercedes on the Constructors' Championship. I will not dwell on the matter of the potential infringement on the budget regulation. That is something that is still on, on the table. Uh, there's been uh, officially a, an offer by the FIA to Red Bull that if they publicly acknowledge having breached the regulation, they would only suffer X amount of financial penalty and um, probably a subject to a restrictions on development for next year car. Um, Red Bull uh, said that they would not they would they, they they most likely will not take the offer um it was for uh, very much um 
a point that there was really close to the late owner who claimed that it would um, damage the the reputation of the of the team uh, probably lose some sponsors and overall he believed the, the the team was not to blame on that sense they believed that the paperwork they submitted was compliant with the regulations so uh, christian horner informed that he would most likely not take the offer um given that it's still something going on and i think it's there's no point on, on dwelling on that um there might be a potential advantage gain on that again um there's enough information at least i don't have it on my hand at the moment in order to assess it properly um no matter what adrian newey did an amazing job with, with this year's car him he, he built an absolute rocket um, which has developed very, very well over the season. Uh, started perhaps suffering um, some uh, issues with regards to reliability, but then that was solved. Um, f- most likely, those um, parts that b- broke were not Red Bull manufacturer, were rather um, one of those components are common to all teams that are subject to very specific FIA regulations, which are provided by third parties. Um, that is also a big win for Honda, which has come uh, from being the last manufacturer on the grid, uh, suffering perhaps a humility, perhaps uh, one of the, its worst nightmares, uh, to winning the championship. That engine, perhaps not the most, the fastest uh, on, on the straight line speed, but nonetheless, um, it has delivered uh, overall a very strong package. And congratulations to them also for Honda. Uh, they are a, a well, manufacturer with a very long-standing um, uh, well, history and uh, a lot of wins um, to, to claim. And with that, I think there isn't much more to say. Uh, I will just um, emphasize how disappointed I am on the FIA. I think they bring a bad reputation to the sport. They bring a bad image. And foremost, I think it... it they they kind of have a negative impact on the drivers who are on the on the lower categories on go karting even um, when you see that that you can bully the the FIA into into submission into one way or another um, and I think the the key uh, on any organization whether that be government or um, the FIA is that it has always to appear stable it has to appear energetic. And at the moment, what we see is rather the opposite. Um, it, we see something that is a bit lumpy, a bit um, dubious when it takes decisions. Um, it lets itself be be blown um, or perhaps a bullet of one way or another, um, which really um, doesn't do it a favor. So uh, with that, um, there's only one last thing I want to mention that it, um, has lodged the the complaint um, uh, against Alpine for the car not being saved on the on 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 the ground that the mirror thing was a a potential danger uh, or potentially was a danger for for the drivers uh, should it get loosed um, loose um, Alpine has uh, lodged an, an an appeal to the decision. Uh, we'll see where that ends. Um, and with that, next week in Mexico, uh, home to Paris. Most likely, they will put all they have for to give him the win. I think it's a morale boost. It's also a way to 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 pay him back all the efforts, all the good job he's done through the season. And with that, thank you very much for listening to everyone. As always, tune in, uh, follow, uh, leave any comments, uh, suggestions on the box, please. 
Um, and with that, well, thank you very much for listening and have a good day. Thank you. Wow.